Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, it's episode 148. How are you doing, sir? Uh, Good. Is that a significant number? (laughs) No, no. I, I just thought, like, you know, we're getting close to 150, so we should bring some attention to it. Maybe we start throwing the number out a little more, right? You think so? Yeah. I mean, we've been doing this for a while. Why not kind of brag about it by sticking some numbers in there? Well, that's fair enough. That's fair. Yeah, we could definitely advertise that kind of thing. I mean, they have to click it right on the right on the thing when they, they press it. So they should all know. They probably know better than we do. Sometimes they do. Yeah. Sometimes I have no idea what episode we're recording. <laughs> And I'm the one that has to like tag the episode on the on Zencaster when it's recording, so I know what episodes to do. I mean, for all I know, I missed a week, and we're our numbering is all off. Who knows? <laughs> I feel like I'd probably notice too when I go to upload it, and like, wait a second, you know, where's episode whatever in our FTP or something like that? But who knows, Mike? I've I've forgotten bigger things in the past. That's for sure. It's true, mm-hmm. but you're 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 doing good though. I am doing well, Mike. I recovered from uh, from your and my night out. Yes, yes. You and I had our our first in person meetup where mm-hmm. it was just you and me, no wives, no That's kids, right. no baggage is how I would describe <laughs> it. Yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we cut out all the fat. And yeah, that's we, right. yeah, and 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 you and I we. We spent what, like four hours just hanging around, shooting the shit, reminiscing and Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was like hanging out with somebody you hadn't seen in a very long time, you know? Even though we talk to each other weekly, we establish it's just not the same as in person, you know? Oh, it's definitely not the same. I mean, we were talking about things like, Hey, do you remember this? And do you remember this? And then there was stuff that was just like we would never talk about any of this on the podcast ever. Like, why would we be talking about like, you know, do you remember this person from high school? No, I do. They were blah, blah, blah. Or, or like, you know, weird stories that we wouldn't tell on the podcast. Just, you know, yeah. about, our, about our wives. What were we saying? They'll never know. That's right. It was dark. Let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was good. We closed down the restaurant we went to and we were very confident for a while that we they had long forgotten us on the patio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they'd left us there and le- and locked up and gone home. Yeah, because like a lot of the waitresses had left already. And yeah, but sure enough, they showed up like an hour later. Like, okay, you guys can finally go now. Yeah. And they're like, we can lock up around you and you can just hop the fence. And we're like, no, we're, we're good. We'll <laughs> yeah, we're we're adults. We we can leave now and find some other place to go. Yeah. And we went back to my place and uh, and we hung out on the deck for a while. That's right. But it was good, Mike. It was good to see you in person for a change. I'm glad that things are kind of opening up again. I definitely somewhat regret staying up till midnight, but not regret seeing you, of course. Oh, really? Well, you were a very tired boy the next day. I was. Well, because then Ben Ben woke up at six in the morning the next morning. (laughs) (laughs) And then the following night, Tiff was gone for the weekend. She basically left Saturday at noon and didn't get back till Sunday at dinner. So I, I solo efforted Wes overnight. So... Not only did I wake up early, I then woke up multiple times for a night like Tiff usually does. So mm, it, was a, it was a, a different experience for me, that's for sure. But Sounds like mm-hmm. I woke up and I was like, man, too much salt last night. And that was really my big problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big takeaway. Yeah. Well, good job, Mike. Eating healthy now, right? 
Well, I, I, except for the except for the burger, the massive yeah. burgers that we ate. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, in moderation, right? I planned my day around going for massive burgers <laughs> later that night, so it was earlier in the day. It was a much less of a of a meal. Yeah, salad and water for every meal. I, I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's a hundred percent what it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Mike, we haven't had one of these in a long time. But I actually have a corrections cul-de-sac oh, from what? last week's episode. Yeah, really. What 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 is it? It's a very very small thing. But we were talking about the southern U.S.'s naming conventions for grandparents and and nieces and nephews and all that type of stuff. And Tiff wanted me to know that sissy is not a dedicated name for say the first daughter or first you know granddaughter or anything like that. It literally is a nickname for all sisters. So in a household, say you had, you know, three sets of girls or not sets of, you just had three girls. They would all refer to each other as Sissy. And I was like, interesting. (laughs) So (laughs) we're making things a little bit more confusing for everybody. But we just wanted to make sure we got like the the regional dialect stuff correct. If you're an avid teen mom listener, one of the families is from the South and they all refer to each other as Sissy as well. So, okay. Okay. So. In your example that you're yes. giving, there are three daughters. Yes. All three are referred as Sissy. Yeah, it could be. It could potentially be all three of them referred to as Sissy. Yes. How how the hell do you know what one you're talking to? Maybe you look at them when you speak to them? Yeah, but what if they have their back to you and you're like, hey, Sissy, and like both of them are like, yeah? What? I, I, I don't make the rules, my guy. Just... I just explain from one Southerner to our Canadian podcast (laughs) how this all works. How it works with air quotes, I say. Yeah. Well, they figured it out so far, right? So, yeah. Well, well, that's fun. (laughs) It is. It is fun, Mike. Well, okay, Mike, I've got some Ben stories here. And then before I pass it off to you for your William stories, I do have a question for you. But let me go through my stuff first here. Sure. sure. So uh, Ben started gymnastics on the weekend and he is a big fan of it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a long story. I I feel like we talked about on the podcast years ago now that we signed him up for gymnastics and they said, well, if you can walk, you can go into you know this class. I think it's for like one to four. And Ben was like eleven months old at the time when we put him in. And would you believe that eleventh month eleven month old couldn't figure out you know that you have to stretch first and you can't just do what you want and so and such, right? So after I think one week or two weeks, we're like, listen, like this is not working. We have been sold a uh, sold a lie. Can we like? get a credit for this and we'll come back when he's sort of ready and they said sure and here we are two years later we've come back and what it is is he does like trampolining he does the bars so you know where you swing from this low bar to the high bar the balance beam and like a floor routine kind of deal and man mike he loves it yeah he is all about it of course trampoline is is the best right now that's his favorite but I could see him really getting into this. Of course, this is, you know, one week in, but he listened very well and he was all about jumping. And, you know, you realize how strong kids are when they're swinging from a beam. And it's like, I can barely pull myself up out of the seat, you know, and you, here you are <laughs> hanging from this pipe in the air. But he was a big fan. So we I think it's five weeks long. And then we'll kind of see where he he feels after that. We might keep on going, you know, be a good opportunity to get some more exercise. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and then we've also realized that he spends entirely too much time with my father. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. He's really picking up a lot of uh, my dad's mannerisms and sayings and stuff. So we grow some like raised gardens and we have like vegetables and tomatoes and stuff. And of course, all of our tomatoes have you know gotten ripe over the last couple days. And so he gets very excited about that. And we go out and we picked them and I kind of have one bed on one side of the house and another on the other side. So we picked all from the one. It's like, well, let's go to the other side. And he runs over there and he just like shouts and goes, holy Toledo. Like, look at all this stuff. And it's like, holy Toledo. Like, what are you, 60 years old? And he he does so many other things. Like he'll put his hands behind his back, kind of like holding his hands and lean forward and go, what do we got going on here? Like just all these like classic like grandparent things. That that's amazing. What, yeah, what so it's just going it, here. Yeah, it's just so funny to see like this two, I guess almost three year old do all this type of stuff. But yeah, yeah. So he definitely uh, mirrors my my dad very closely. Mike, you remember that episode of The Simpsons? I, I know you're like a Simpsons you know, fact you know expert, where Bart and Lisa are in their room. I think it's the hockey episode. Where they start swinging their arms. Yes, I actually just watched that episode. Like yeah, a week okay, ago. and it's like you know I'm not hitting, but if you you know I'm just going to swing my arms, and if I happen to hit you, I happen to hit you. So Ben has figured out that logic. So he was uh, kicking me at the table today, and I said, you know, mm. no kicking, Daddy. What are you doing? And then he kind of quickly thought, well, I'm not kicking. I'm just pushing you with my foot. And, and he was very proud that he sort of saved his ass, you know, that he, well, he's not doing anything bad. He's just pushing, Mike. There's nothing wrong with pushing. Oh, you know? no, of course not. No, he, there's a loophole that's been found. That's- yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we just kind of thought that was funny. It was one of those ones where it's hard not to laugh, even though you're kind of want to be like, no, you know, it's, this is still not good. Right. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always really fun. It's always really funny when like they're on your absolute last nerve, and then they do something really cute, and you're like, "You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." I think that's self preservation kicking in at some point, mm-hmm. somehow, right? And then, Mike, the question I had for you is: is we were going to do a Marvel episode, and then it's you know we decided that they're all too old now. So I had a Marvel question for you, Mike. Well, Ben has a Marvel question for you. Mm-hmm. He's taken a real liking to the Hulk, and I honestly don't know much about the Hulk, so I have oh, a two-parter. Okay. I got okay. a two-parter for you. Ben would like to know: Does the Hulk have a butt? Uh, well, <laughs> yes, yes. The uh, Hulk has the Hulk has a butt. Okay. Depending on the action figure you buy, there is a, I believe there's a, an old Hulk action figure where he has cloth pants. And if you pull his pants down, he has no butt. It is just, oh, a, okay. it is a flat surface. There. Okay. So the answer is most likely yes. Most likely there's a butt. Yes. And, uh, and then the follow up question, Mike, is does he have a butt hole? <laughs> <laughs> and this is a, honest to goodness discussion we have he has an incredible hulk book and it's like this is the hulk and he's super strong and like this is the list of baddies that he fights uh-huh. and then, yeah he looks me in the eyes like does hulk have a butt does he have a butthole and it's like i'll ask mike for you <laughs> <laughs> you play him back the podcast he'll be like oh i need to find that classic toy where he has no butt <laughs> yeah that's right anyway mike i'm glad you provided clarity at least on the butt thing of I guess course, the, the butthole is sort of up in the air. I, I, I would assume. Mm-hmm. I would assume, but I wouldn't quote me on it. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe mm-hmm. there'll be a comic coming out in the future that <laughs> just <laughs> might illuminate the def- that. The definitive butthole answer. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's all from our end, Mike. What have uh, what have you guys been up to? Well, there's been there's been quite a lot going on. The uh, the other day we actually went to we went, we went to a movie, and it's funny because you're talking about the Marvel thing, and, and whatever. we went, we finally went and we saw Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I, I had to laugh because, like, I mean, this is a bit sidetrack here, but we went to the see Black Widow. It's the first time we've gone to the movies since I saw Star Wars by myself in 2019. It's the last time either of us have been to a movie. There's only seven of us in the theater, and we still had to tell someone to shut up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like sitting slightly behind us, and we had to be like, they were started, they were talking, and uh, Laura's like, I'll give them until the movie starts, because no one cares about the, the trailers or whatever. And then the movie starts, she's like, I'll give them a minute, I'll give them a minute. And then like, by the time it hit the opening credits, she turns around, she's like, hey, it has been two years since I've been to a movie please be quiet. And then like we went back and then they just shut right up. It was, it was, <laughs> and I said to Laura, I'm like, if they kept talking, we, we don't She's like, that's not, then I would have started telling them to shut the hell up. Right. But the movie was good. But Laura's sister, she babysat, which was a very interesting because that's the first time that like, like my parents have done it. But I mean, my parents, you know, babysit my nephews all the time. They're it's old hat for them. So this is a first for my sister-in-law. She's never, I seem to remember one point she came over, we put him to bed, then we went out and that was it. Like she was just here to make sure that he didn't like, you know, wake up in the middle of the night screaming with no one around kind of a thing. But this time she actually had to like put him to bed and she's like, so, so what do I do? And we kind of laughed because we were like, well, he kind of tells you what to do. Like he knows his routine. Like I've, I've told you before, William is very much, you know, I have to do it all myself. So he, he will just he's just on autopilot. So she's like, OK, like, what should I do? And he's like, close the blinds. So she like picks him up and he closes the blinds and he's closes the curtains. And then he's like, I got to turn the light off. And he goes and he turns the light off. And then she's and then he's like, I got to turn on my humidifier. And he turns it on and got to turn on white noise machine, climb into bed, tuck me in, give me a kiss. And she's like, wow, he, he really just told me exactly what to do. <laughs> so it was, it was really easy. It was really funny because we got home and we asked, you know, how, how did it go? Cause obviously you didn't call us in the middle of the movie to tell us like, you know, the house is on fire or anything. So it seemingly went really well. And she's like, well, he did get up at one point and I, you know, I, I, he went in and he was crying and, and I asked him, uh, you know, did you want to read a book? Because maybe that would help him calm down. And he was like, yeah, yeah, book, book. And she said, what book do you want to read? And he runs into the other room and he grabs this dinosaur book because he knows that Aunt Alicia and Uncle Spencer gave him this book. The th- we haven't been reading this book in literally months. Like we have not read this book. It, w- we moved. It went on the shelf and it's been there ever since. He right. was like, Aunt Alicia's here. We're reading Aunt Alicia's book. And he went and he got it and he brought it back and, and they read it. And we thought that that was very cute. The next day I was with him and he had the other book because for his birthday every year, Laura's sister gives him these these books. And the second time they gave us a book for his second birthday was a shark book. He's like, he's like, Aunt Alicia, Uncle Spencer shark book. And I'm like, okay, let's read the shark book. And he's like, Aunt Alicia, Uncle Spencer shark. And I'm like, oh, 
an, a, there's an Aunt Alicia and an Uncle Spencer shark, is there? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, what shark is the is the Uncle Spencer shark? And he points at the blue shark and he goes, blue shark, blue shark. And I assume, I assume because Uncle Spencer was wearing a blue shirt the last time William saw him. And William continuously talks about Uncle Spencer, blue shirt, Uncle Spencer, blue shirt. So that's my assumption. That's why he he picked the blue shark to be to be Uncle Spencer. Right. And then I said, okay, which one's Aunt Alicia? And then he looks over and he points at the Mega Mouth Shark. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and, and so I, I decided to do what any good father would do. I decided to raz my sister-in-law. And I, I, I filmed a Snapchat of the whole exchange again and, uh, with, with him pointing out the mega mouth shark as the antelicious shark and it was really funny because laura's like well you're you're gonna be uninvited from the wedding and uh and her sister responded with he's not wrong and i was like oh well (laughs) that's that's not the reaction i was expecting but it was really funny because a couple days later we were reading the book again and I, he said, Uncle Spencer, Aunt Alicia Shark. And I'm like, which one's the Uncle Spencer Shark? And he points to the blue shark again. I go, which one's the Aunt Alicia Shark? And he just goes, <laughs> and points at the Mega Mouth Shark again. <laughs> like he knew exactly what he was doing, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, no. So he, I guess he thinks he's pretty funny, I guess. Another thing that was really funny is the other night we were putting him to bed and I misspoke. Okay. I said, uh, William. It's time for bed. Do you want to put your pajinis on? Okay. Honest mistake. Meant to say pajamas. I said pajinis. I thought that kid was going to die. He was laughing so hard because I said pajinis. <laughs> he was like, pajinis, pajinis, <laughs> pajinis. Like dying laughing because I said pajinis. And now... Now it's like a secret card in our back pocket. If he gets upset, I'm like, Pajinis? And he's like, hey, Pajinis. Like he just, <laughs> it's, it's, so I mean, I'll, we'll have to bust it out when, when, uh, when it's important. But Pajinis is now the new, makes William very happy word of the day, I guess. But right, right. Yeah. But also this weekend, we actually followed up on what you did last week. You you guys went to the Warplane Heritage, and and we brought William to the Warplane Heritage, and because uh, we had, we took the rain check that we had from from my parents because they invited us to go last week, and it was really funny because we said you know we called up my parents, we're like, hey, do you guys want to go and 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 do the the Warplane? And they're like, yeah, that's great. So we hang up and we tell William, we're like, wait, we're gonna go to we're gonna go see we're gonna see planes with Grandma and Grandpa. And he's like, and granddad and Nana. Oh, all right. I, I guess we'll give them a call too and see if they want to <laughs> if they want to come. So they they were good and they, and they came. The whole gang got together and it was very interesting because they Laura's parents were a little busy at the at the moment, so they didn't meet us right as we got there. They they came a little bit later when Laura's dad and my dad started talking. It was like the world ceased to exist to those two. They just disappeared like they were talking about what i have no idea but they just went off the two of them and it was like what what did we even invite either of them here for (laughs) because they are (laughs) gone they're just gone sounds like your dad was giving uh, laura's dad a private tour (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, yeah, doing his volunteer duty, he, right? He was doing his volunteer duties, and yeah, he gave him a he gave him quite the tour. And meanwhile, like the rest of us are all having a lot of fun because William he at first he saw the planes and he was very excited to see the planes and and he got to see propellers and he's like, oh, plane propellers, propellers, and then he got it into his head that he wanted to go in a plane. Okay. And we're like, okay, well, I know that there are planes here. Like my dad at this point, my dad has not disappeared yet. He's still here. He's like, oh, well, there's, there's a few planes that you can go into. We'll, we'll go to this one. It's the closest one. And we go to the plane and he gets in the plane and he's just like, this is where I need to be. And we could not get him out of that plane. It was, horrifying when he started like okay buddy we got to leave it's time for someone else to have a turn and, we, and he's like no no William fly plane williams fly in the plane like, like <laughs> oh it was we had to drag him out and he's kicking and screaming he's kicking the plane and we're like oh god like don't, <laughs> don't break this aircraft please and you know so and then it was like as soon as he was out of the plane he wanted to be back in the plane and we're like desperately trying to find another plane for him to go in and uh at one point we went to the lancaster which is like you know it's a big deal for where we live like the lancaster is is a world war ii bomber there's only two in the air that fly and the only one in the air that flies that actually the only one that actually takes on passengers is this one the other one is still technically a military craft and can't take on civilian passengers so there's only one lancaster in the world that you can fly on and it's it's this one so we go over and we look at it and, you know, we're all in awe of it. And William's like, I can't get on this plane. Bye. And like, it leaves. <laughs> and so I'm there with my mom. Laura goes off. She follows William. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to go find them, you know, and, and, and help them. And when that happened, I was like, where could they be? I bet they're back at the plane. <laughs> and then sure enough, they were back at the plane and he was back in that plane. And he was just like, yep, flying the plane. And apparently he was like all talking about like, you know, moving the flaps and, and like he, he, I, I assume it's all blippy, but he knew like terminology about planes and you know, how, what worked like how, you know, he's moving the stick around and, and this is, does this and this does that, that. And it was like, whoa, this is, very intriguing that you're all of a sudden like super interested in planes. And, uh, and then of course more people showed up and we had to drag him out of the plane and he's kicking and screaming again. And it happened like four times we had to drag him kicking and screaming out of planes. <laughs> it was, it was a good time. And then at the end we were like, Oh boy, like let's go to the gift shop and buy you a toy. What the hell happened in that gift shop? They have no toys anymore. Like, I don't know if you guys went looking for a plane toy, or anything like that at the gift shop. Well, they do have some toys. Like we end up getting, of all things, a little space shuttle toy because that's the one that Ben wanted. But mm -hmm. uh, they do have some. But yeah, it's it's more geared towards adults now. That's for sure. Yeah, we ended up getting William those really like shitty styrofoam paper ones. Oh, you okay. know they'll be and broken in a, a couple days. Yeah, already like immediately. I put yeah. one together and William bent the wing, and I'm like, well. That was 88 cents well spent. <laughs> but but yeah, so that happened. We're like, William, do you really like planes? And he's like, yeah, planes great. And I'm like, do you like planes more than garbage trucks? And he's like, no, garbage trucks better. <laughs> like, oh. All right. Well, we thought we could steer him away from garbage trucks. But 
to no avail, to no avail. And it actually worked out because we discovered a show. And it's funny because I think you mentioned this show previously, but I had just not gotten to the point where we were watching it. Mm-hmm. And like I, I think I don't think William was into trash at the time, so it would not have mattered when, when you talked about it. But right. uh, well, William has been watching Trash Truck on Netflix. Okay, yes, yep. yes, the show where a little boy and his best friend, the garbage truck, have adventures, <laughs> and <laughs> and they are joined by a raccoon and a bear. And I'm like, why a raccoon and a bear? And then I realized that they eat trash out of garbage cans, and I'm like. Oh, well, that makes a lot more sense why they'd be hanging out with the garbage truck. Yeah. And and they like go to the movies and like go camping. And it's very that trash truck. It's got a lot of uh, skills, I guess. Yeah. I, it's yeah, he's well, he's well traveled, well traveled. That's for sure. Definitely. And I believe also because we mentioned the show to Tiff and she said, and I remember you telling the story. This is the show where Ben was like really upset that the truck couldn't fly yes that's right yeah there's an episode where the truck wants to fly and then basically his friends yeah you know build like a little contraption where he can pretend to fly and then ben got even more upset that the truck then could fly and he wanted the truck to land back on the ground and when the truck landed he got even more upset so it was like okay we're not gonna watch this episode ever again but uh, but yes that's right that's the same show yeah, I think we watched it on Amazon Prime, but I think it is an actual Netflix show. So. Yeah, it's on it's on Netflix now anyway. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So William is all about trash truck. So now we've added that to the repertoire. So now there's uh there's Blippy, Dino Dana, and then Trash Truck. Okay. It's yeah, just we, three good shows. Yeah. We're diversifying a little bit. So I was gonna say Ben's got a whole pile of shows now. Like Paw Patrol, he still enjoys it, but it's you know, we once in a while Blippy is very rare now. He does like the Hudson's Playground YouTube show. You know, I, I it was funny, I was thinking the other day, it's like, you know, you, when you and I we we used to be kids, it's like what, ten channels on TV, maybe twenty if you had cable or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of watched what was there. Whereas like Ben's like, oh, like I think fireworks are cool. Let's watch some fireworks right now. Yeah, <laughs> because he can. You just go on YouTube and search fireworks or whatever. And it's like these kids are never going to understand what it was like to like scroll through, you know, all the or sorry, like flip through all the channels just to find something to watch. You know? Yeah, no kidding. Like William is also we've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube of roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah, so William is all about roller coasters, and sometimes he has like this basket that he sits in, and then we'll like move the basket around like he's on the roller coaster. Right. Yeah, but it's only it's funny because it's only roller coaster. Like I I I I tried to show him, you know, the Jurassic Park boat ride. Uh, yes. Yeah, the one that's at Universal, and I'm like, he likes dinosaurs, he likes rides. Let's let's throw this on and see what. No, he did not care for the Jurassic Park boat ride. (laughs) Did not care for it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it was a little too slow to start. <laughs> I think that's the issue. But I think that's usually what it is. Yeah. Like I tried to put on some science experiments for him, like the elephant's toothpaste one. I don't know if you're familiar. It's like basically you put two things together and it blows this like, huge column of foam, right? Yeah. And I was like, I bet you he'd really like this. Enough. Could could care less. But then he liked the pool full of jello that I found. So it's like, oh yeah, I guess it's hit and miss, you know. Yeah. Give and take with yeah. with weird crap. Well. Anyway, yeah, that's basically what's been going on with uh, with William. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I got some feedback about this sh- this show. 
Okay, sure. And it was from uh, Nikolai, our good friend who uh, recently co-hosted an episode in your absence. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he said that last week uh, we were very anti-billionaire, very anti-billionaire. Right. If you were, if you missed last week, we were talking about the the billionaires that are having their space race war and the all the people being fired from WWE indirectly a, a billionaire shot at Vince McMahon, so to speak. Right, right. And uh, he's like, yeah, the very your your anti billionaire status was was showing. And he, he said it because we were talking about the billionaire space race and how dumb it is that all these billionaires are trying to be the first in space and or specifically in real space because that fake space isn't real space. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and he was saying that, uh, no, this is this is for everybody. It's it's not like NASA who was holding that that crap for just themselves, you know, only for space was only for other scientists, right? This is, this is bringing space to the masses. Everybody will be able to, to go into space. And it's, it's hard to, to identify with that point of view. When you see things like Elon Musk helping a company uh, shoot advertisements into space. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mike, you were telling me about this. They're going to have a digital, like a digital advertisement board or something orbiting the planet yes and then you pay with cryptocurrency to have whatever it is you're advertising appear on this cube because it's like a four inch cube or something like that well that's right like before the show because you had brought it to me and i was like i had not read this and it's like how on earth would you see it from from earth right like it would have to be gigantic and i know sure enough it's just basically this tiny little computer screen that they're launching up there and it's going to have a camera pointed at it with like the earth in the background. So yeah, technically, <laughs> I mean, I guess technically you're seeing this billboard from space, but uh, you have to tune into the YouTube or the Twitch show in order to see it. But uh, I mean, I guess it's a fun idea. I, I wouldn't personally spend any money to do it, but I don't know. Maybe it's a fun birthday gag or something, I guess. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, how are they like, I, I mean, outside of the people who are paying for these messages, who wants to look at them? You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'm probably not like, I wonder what's on this space billboard. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, let's go take a look. Well, it is probably just the people who pay for it, right? It's like when you go to a baseball game or something and it's your birthday and you pay to have your name like flashed up on these are the happy birthdays for today. And it's like you don't give a shit about anybody else. But it's like, oh, there's my name. I I see it up there, right? I'm suspecting it's going to be kind of like that. When I first read the story, I was like, what are they putting like a giant billboard up in space? And when they, you know, bring their space buses, you know, because they're going to inevitably be opening it up for people to ride into space and yep. what is it going to go are they going to fly by it and you know it'll be like <laughs> you know drink coke or something like that well, it's like you're driving down the highway except it's a bunch of billboards it's a bunch of billboards in space uh, yeah I, i'm sure it's coming mike i am i am certain once virgin galactic or whatever blue origins thing is going to be called it becomes more regular then yeah they'll have a flight path and they'll just stick all those things up there and you can see them all Yep, that's the last thing we need is more space debris. It's all like, I'm trying to think, it was a Futurama or something where there's like an episode where they fly out into space and they like plow through all the satellites that are all like <laughs> the dead satellites in orbit. That's right, that's right. Yeah, well, they I know that is a real problem. I have not done my research on it, but uh, I know yeah, there well, is it was a kind ton of, a... of unaccounted for things up there. 
I think nowadays, if you have a satellite, it has to have the ability to jettison itself back to the planet so like it can burn up in the atmosphere. But, you know, the past 50 years of space travel haven't necessarily required that. See, what they should do is SpaceX should team with the guys who make like Truckasaurus. Mm-hmm. They should shoot Truckasaurus into space and like eat old satellites that are all broken. <laughs> you know, I'd live stream that. Put your advertisements on that live stream. Yeah, that would be pretty good. That'd be like BattleBots. Remember that show? Yeah, just send Truckasaurus around the atmosphere eating dead satellites. I would watch that stream. <laughs> yeah. I guess at the same time, SpaceX isn't helping things because they've got what thousands of their Starlink satellites up there now, right? That's true. That's true. Well, Truckasaurus can eat those too. Yeah, there you go. But, well, I mean, unless you want that internet, you know. That's fine. I have better I have better internet for my house finally. So <laughs> I don't need I don't need that satellite internet. That's right. Good for you, Mike. Yeah, my my internet though was more of an inside problem versus an outside problem. <laughs> getting the, <laughs> getting the internet to the house was no problem. It was getting the inside the internet in the house around to where it needed to go. That mm-hmm. was that was the problem. But that problem was solved. But no, that's not what we're here talking about. We are we are here though. Speaking of things that we talked about on a previous episode, remember when we talked a few weeks ago about the most expensive video game ever sold at auction? I do remember. Yes. Yeah, that's already been beaten. Already. <sighs> yeah, Mike, you want to you want to tell the, the tell the masses? Yeah, so so this one sold for two million dollars. The last one was like one one and a half, I think. It was like one point five six or something. Yes, yeah, so, like uh, yeah, basically one and a half million. Yeah, so it was it, it was a sealed copy of Super Mario sixty four. Do you know what the game was this time? The two million dollar game. Uh, I I do another Super Mario game, Mike. I know it was. A different Super Mario game. It was the original Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why it, this one, like this, this, this to me makes way more sense than the Super Mario 64 for for it being valuable. But but even even so, it's still ludicrous that it was this much money. But the reason it is worth more is because when the Nintendo Entertainment System was first released, in North America, they did a trial run in New York City, and this is a copy from the trial run. And the reason that they know it is a trial run copy is because the original games had a sticker sealing them shut versus the cellophane that is normally around a new game. Right. That's the difference. So it's, it is a sealed sticker game. So that's why it's, it's worth all this money. So there's, there's an actual like rarity to yes. this one. Okay. Yeah. So this is one from this early, early period. So that that makes that makes more sense to me why it would be worth something. Right. But it's again, why so much? Well that's what I was gonna say, does it make two million dollars worth of sense to you, Mike? Because no, it no. still doesn't. None of this stuff makes any sense to me. Because like we said the last time is you know you buy a Picasso painting Okay, I get it. It's rare. There's, you know, most of them are like one of ones, you know, but you buy it, you hang it on the wall and you can enjoy it in every way that it was supposed to be enjoyed. Whereas you buy this game and you hang the box on the wall and you can never play the game ever. (laughs) You know, why did you buy, you know, whatever your favorite Final Fantasy game, Mike, to just look at the picture on the box? No, you bought it to play it, right? I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. At least, uh, like you said, at least there is some level of rarity with this one. But like I I looked it up, you know, there was 40 million copies of Super Mario 1 sold. 
and you can still buy like the digital version of the stuff all like that so it's, it's not like the game itself is rare by yeah. any stretch yeah yeah i think this one benefits from the fact that like i said because of when it's the period that it is from it is like a historical piece like it's like the nintendo playstation which we've also talked about going to auction the nintendo playstation didn't make as much money as this thing but but anyway anyway it's something that's has a historical significance yes you can buy a copy of like you can go to any used game store and they've probably got like a chair made out of mario brothers slash duck hunt copies right (laughs) yeah they gave them away right yeah yeah so like it's not like if the guy ever really wanted to play mario brothers you know he couldn't just grab a copy from every store for for like a three dollars right so this this example versus the other one like again like this one makes somewhat sense to me that you could like but what are they going to do with it like is it just going to be like aha it's in my private collection that no one will ever see i mean it'd be something different if the guy was gonna like not necessarily donate it but like put it somewhere right yeah in a museum yeah yeah there's plenty of new video game museums and you could just you know i'm gonna loan it out to to so but so for two years or something and then people can come look at it loan it out to nintendo they have a they have a store in new york city where they have some old interesting rarity stuff there too have you i've actually been to the nintendo store in new york city and they have there and it's something really cool to look at is the game boy from the gulf war that has been bombed and still works oh yeah i've seen pictures of that one that's cool yeah like they have it sitting there and it's it's playing tetris it's like on the demo of tetris well when you can look at it i'm like that thing is messed up but there it is still <laughs> still working away so yeah. like th- that's that's something you do is you put it somewhere and then people can go look at it and enjoy it for it being something rather than just like tuck it away in your nerd cave and be like, I have it. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll be interested to see what the next uh, what the next one is. They they seems you know for the longest time I felt like the sort of the game cap was about you know 150 grand because that's where they were all kind of going for. And I feel like just over the last year and a half, it's just absolutely like exponentially grown. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it, it's it's nuts. I don't I don't get it. I no, don't get it. I don't either. But going from the gaming's past to gaming's present, let's talk about some fun PS5 news because it's been a while since we've had some fun PS5 news. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a beta test going on right now. They're they're testing out the new firmware for PS5. And one of the things that the new firmware has is it has finally opened up that M.2 SSD slot that is tucked away in the PS5 so that people can start adding their own hard drives to increase their storage space. Yes, that's right. Yeah, the NVMe drives is the word you're looking for there, Mike. What did I say? Uh, an SD slot. Did, did I say S? Oh, I said SSD, though. <laughs> oh, no, I only heard one S, but maybe maybe it was just a video There was thing. a long pause because yeah, I was S-S-D, like, what am I saying yeah. here? Yeah, it was SSD, I believe. Yeah, all right, all right. Well, I never, I didn't think you would get it wrong, Mike, so... Yes, but but in but, either in either way, yes, you can now put NVMe drives in. 
feels like this still should have been enabled at launch. I mean, I don't know. It's, it seems like such a very simple thing. But all things aside, I know what I've been reading is a lot of people were complaining about how difficult it was to upgrade this stuff. And it wasn't quite as straightforward as people were assuming. But then I believe you educated me and said that the thing they're complaining about is they just don't know how to take the panel off the side of their PlayStation. Yeah, like it's it's so easy like i've i've seen a couple of videos on how to do it i saw they, they when they launched the system before it even came out they showed a teardown video where this guy who worked there it's actually even this this video there's a still from this video is is the cover of an episode that we did of the podcast this guy <laughs> sitting in this room in front of this torn down ps5 so he takes it apart and he's like here's how it works and in that video he's like Here's where the the NVMe slot is. It's it's literally you take the side panel off, you unscrew the flap, you take the flap off, you put your drive in, you screw your drive in, you put the flap back on, you put the side piece back on. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not hard. It's if I could compare it, if I could compare it to doing something else, it would be changing the batteries in a child's toy. Because there's always a screw holding the toy battery door closed. You always got to unscrew the door first. Yeah, I I, I like that analogy, Mike. That's really good. (laughs) That's as hard as it is. And all these people are like, way too complicated. Way Mm -hmm. too complicated. To be fair, the complicated bit may come from the fact that you need to have a certain specification for your drive for it to work. Well, and they haven't really made it super clear, have they? I, I believe they they did publish. They, they, they what they should have done was been like, here's the drives that work. Buy these. Yeah, that, but, and that's what I would have expected, right? Is any of these ones will work? We'll add things to the list as time goes on. Yeah, but I think right now they've just sort of, you know, hinted at it, and some manufacturers have come out and said, yeah, ours will work, but like, there's no like definitive list or anything like that. It's it's it has been interesting because they they did put up a like the requirements they they, they said you should be like this is what mm-hmm. they said and I it's funny because the guy who was the head architect for the construction of the PS5 he came out and he's like okay, first of all this guy tweets like once a year right you know so the fact that he tweeted about this was like whoa wow he's got something to say and it was basically like hey everybody you can put in drives now here's the one I bought. And that drive that he bought, first of all, it was way above the recommended specs. So, so guy is, you know, he's got, he's got the power. He wants the power for, for his, right? Right. And immediately, immediately that drive completely sold out. And because, because he links to it, he linked to it on Amazon. He's like, here's the one that I bought immediately sold out completely the listing has been flooded with scalpers that are selling the freaking drive for right. three times what it was worth because it's the one that he recommended yeah but there's been some some interesting things with, with, with the whole thing and, and i could see why people would think it's complicated one of the things that they recommend is that whatever drive you use has a heat sink okay with and there are there are drives that have heat sinks built into them. Mm-hmm. And then you can also go to stores and you can buy a heat sink kit. And I've actually looked into some of these things as well. I'm not about to buy 
one myself at the, at least at the moment because one those drives are fairly expensive at the moment for two terabytes it's like it's like the cost of the system in canada right like it's you know it's it's not cheap so not something i'm in a hurry to do and i also have an external hard drive attached to it so anything i'm not playing i put on the external anything that i am playing goes on the the ssd interior and it's all nice and fun so not really hurting for space right now but with the heat sink thing is you you can buy these little kits and put it on yourself and it's like a difference of like a hundred dollars or so to just do it yourself versus to buy one that has one built in right right and like is it more complicated than just buying like the xbox one you just plug in the back yes but nothing i've seen is so difficult that it should drive you crazy like that you you should think it's impossible like these videos are out there i found them Mm -hmm. you can find them too so it's 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 possible right I guess the only real counter argument to that, and I, I here I'll put my Xbox acting fanboy hat on here, <laughs> is that yeah, Mike, you're you're a grown ass adult, <laughs> and you know how this works. You know, does a twelve year old understand how to open up the side? And you know, apparently you need to heat sink on the drive, so they got to apply the thermal paste and put the heat sink on, and, and all that type of crap, like. You know, that would be my question. And it's the prices of the NVMe drives that you have to buy are generally the same or more expensive than the Xbox one that you just stick in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I, I can understand, you know, I can understand the maybe anger is a little too aggressive, but I can understand why people are upset with this, right? Right. You know, whereas it should just be like, I've got an NVMe driving my computer. I don't have a heat sink on it. Like, why wouldn't have PlayStation have thought of this, right? And just put it a little closer to the fan or something like that, you know? Yeah. So I, I would be, it would be different if it was like a hundred bucks cheaper than the Xbox one. And then you can say, well, yeah, it's, it's worth the hundred dollars of hassle, but because it's the same or more expensive. Yeah. It's definitely got me scratching my head a little bit. Well, the, the one thing that's really funny is I believe it was the verge that did a little bit of a test where they took a look at Sony's recommendations for like the right speed and things like that. Cause they're, they're recommending a minimum of like 5,000 megabytes or something like that as yeah. the right speed. And the verge went out and they grabbed like, like a 3000 megabyte drive and they slapped it in there and they're like, yeah, it works. It works just fine. I- I'm sure they're all going to work, right? Yeah. And they said that they tested it against the the recommended drive, a drive that had the recommended stats. And they they ran like tests. They were they put the same game on the system, and and they launched it at the same time. And the the lower quality drive did exactly the same. The same speed. The games loaded just as quickly. Mm-hmm. There were there were no graphical glitches from games being played off. Like there was no crashing or anything like that. They were like, we have had no issues using this less powerful drive. Right. And, but they also were quick to note that that said, like, we've only been doing this for like a day. We have no data for long term usage like you. This could fry out after, you know, a month, two months, six, six years. Who knows? Right. Like, but that was their caveat was they're like, yeah, we tested it with something below their specs and it worked just fine. Uh, but you know your mileage may vary right that's what they said 
Well, it'll be interesting to see how it develops. That's for sure. Because, uh, you know, I, I kind of agree with what you were just saying or what The Verge was just saying is, yeah, I I can't imagine that the specs of the drives are going to matter that much in the long run. Like, And, and it's not going to explode or anything like that. The only thing that happens is it just writes slower. That's it, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, speaking of uh, things that people are angry about when it comes to PS5s, apparently the latest thing that people are angry about is uh, having them is what uh, is the <laughs> thing that people are angry about. Over the weekend, PlayStation made a tweet, just a, a fun interact with your fans tweet. Right. And it was simply, what you playing? Mm-hmm. You know, why not? Why not interact with your fan base? What are they playing on your system? And the comments were so many people going, not a PS5 because they can't buy one, that it was trending on twitter for most of the weekend <laughs> well but even all any news is good news right is that's uh, that's the story right i i guess i mean also like they actually recently said i think we talked about this already it was they've sold over 10 million consoles already so you know people are are getting them mm-hmm. it just it just goes to show you that the demand for the system is much higher than the supply so yeah, when I imagine it all gets chalked up to all the chip shortages and stuff that they've been having, right? Because yeah. I'm sure we've talked in the past that, you know, if you want to buy a little Timmy at PS5 for this Christmas, you better start buying it now because there's going to be shortages again at Christmas. And yeah. I'm sure it's the same with the Xboxes. And really, I can tell you the computer world is you can't buy shit right now. So, yeah, it's amazing though, right? It's amazing that they're still having they as well as everybody else are still having so many problems based off of uh, the covid stuff yeah well actually i was reading a thing that they are going to try and get more systems into stores by what they've done is they've actually changed one of the interior parts and i did read what it was and what it did but whatever reason now that we're live and recording it on a podcast i don't remember what it was and i don't remember what it did but (laughs) But I, what I do know is that it's it's essentially the same as an existing part that's in it. It's just it isn't. It's a different part. And that the fact that they've switched from one part to another means that they're actually able to produce more PS5s because of it. So they are they are trying to get more PS5s out the door because of this simple switch. So I don't know what that means. I, I mean, who knows that it might turn around and bite them in the ass that you know, the piece that they switched was like, oh, no, you needed that piece to be the higher end piece because now they all fail. You know, like it's, it's red <laughs> yeah. ring of death all over again. You know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right. Or it's, yeah, it's a slower chip or an older chip or something. Well, Mike, now you have to hold on to your PS5 forever because in 35 years, you probably sell that thing for about $40 million because it's one of the original ones. One you of know? the first ones. Yeah, from keep that box. You know, well, we can reseal that thing later. They'll never know you played with it. Oh, no, they'll know. My box came damaged. It has a big tear on the top. Oh, you were yeah. sabotaged from the beginning. Yep. Never never had a mint condition copy. <laughs> Should have sent it back to Best Buy when I got it. Just been like, yeah, yeah. Mint, you know, it's, that, it's, it's mint trolling. You know, when you're, it's an action figure term. When you're, when you're looking at action figures, you're like, well, this one's box is slightly better. And the paste paint on this one's better. You know, mint trolling. Same, right. Comic books is the same thing. You look to see if the pages are bent and that kind of thing. Yeah. God, it must be so difficult to be a collector. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 
Well, Mike, let's uh, let's talk about Apple phones for a while. Oh. They're uh, they are in the news for reasons you probably wouldn't expect, Mike. Uh, really? Please tell me. <laughs> Great job feigning interest there, Mike. Excellent work. I was trying to wrap up the show, and I knew I couldn't get away without you talking about Apple for a week. Well, I wanted to talk. That's a big deal, this one, man. You were like, you talked about PlayStation. It's time to me to talk about Apple. I'm talk- I'm stepping it in there, Mike. Apple has plans to scan all the iPhones in existence for child pornography. And it's it's a very interesting thing. So I, I won't go into the technical details, but basically they're they're got this software that is supposedly exists on the phones themselves and they'll read through all the pictures and stuff you have to detect sort of you know quote unquote telltale signs of child porn which obviously mike child porn is bad it is yeah it's not a good thing so on one hand it's like yeah this is a great idea how could anybody be upset about this well the reason that people are upset is because the system exists to search for this one thing how hard would it be to just change it and search for something else, you know? So it's basically Apple has built a, you know, like a, a back door into their phones or they've they've built this system that theoretically could be taken advantage of. And it's become this real huge privacy issue now. I am not sure where I sit on it because obviously, like I said, child porn, bad. But, you know, do I want them to be searching through all my pictures and potentially you know, scoop up all my tasteful nudes that I take of myself to send to everybody. Like, I don't know if I want that either, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's also interesting that this is also the same company who you're, you're a few years ago, you know, wouldn't unlock a phone for like the FBI. Well, and, and that's right. And, and they are, they've gone on record saying like, there's no way that this is going to happen. And there's no way that, you know, they can't get in and so forth. And so such. And obviously they're all about privacy. That's like their big selling point right now. But it's just, it's just I don't know, something about it just doesn't feel that right. And I, I don't know, like if, if Android did the same thing, you know, would it make you a little bit uncomfortable that they've got this tool, Mike, that they're only using to scan for one thing, but they could. Yeah, theoretically scan for whatever they wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's that that argument of what's to stop them from suddenly looking through this. And yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I'm not a real conspiracy theorist. And so I want to think the best of people. But, you know, it's interesting. It's 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 very interesting thing. And as far as I'm aware, it's generally it's it's unheard of in in the technology world right now child porn bad mm-hmm. looking at all my other shit not not good right yeah that's, that's what we've discovered here in the end yeah we can leave it there for now we can leave it there for now yeah. well i think that will do it for this week's episode of part-time nerds full-time dads you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds full-time com, as well as on apple podcasts where they'll scan through your podcast history to see what tasteful nudes you're looking for. Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and all your favorite podcasts and services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us if we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And I'll talk to you again soon.
I said, all like you're going to be gone. (laughs) Great job, Mike. You're fired.